0: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for tuning in tonight, joining us online. And uh, thank you for being a part of the Church of Omaha. If you're a guest online, we welcome and greet you in the name of Jesus and invite you to come when we reopen. If you're, of course, a member, well, thank you for tuning in and being a part of the Church of Omaha. Um, I was trying to think of something funny before we started here. And You know, I come back out of my quarantine and everybody leaves. It's like, okay, you know, what did I do wrong? But that's not really what happened. We know that. And of course, out of an abundance of caution, we have chosen to uh, cancel tonight. The pastoral team is talking whether or not we will do that Sunday. We will let you know immediately when we make that decision. Uh, So be watching your text and social media so you'll know that. I do want to just mention, of course, we're going to pray here in a moment, but Uh, to all of our members. Thank you for giving online. Uh, I know some of you do give in person, and uh, you can stop by the church and do that during the day if you uh, want. You can leave that uh, underneath my door or Brother Sal's door. Or if you want to give online, of course, we do appreciate you doing that. We want to continue giving our missions pledges and, of course, keeping our bills current. So thank you for being a faithful giver online. I want us to go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Again, there are many who have tested positive, others who are coming out of it, uh, and some who are symptomatic. And so we're just going to pray for, of course, our church body, but the body of Christ in general, and of course, our world. So join me right now. Lord Jesus, we pray according to your word, according to your name, and only in your name do we pray. For in that name, the name of Jesus, there is all authority all power we bring our thoughts captive right now to the obedience of christ and lord we pray according to your word your kingdom come Your will be done. We pray for healing to sweep through the body of Christ tonight, especially here at Church of Omaha, but all around the world. We pray for healing virtue. We pray, Lord, that you would touch our communities, touch our hospitals and our staff at the hospitals, Lord. We pray that you would move upon our society. In Jesus' name we ask, and we believe and expect, according to your word, in Jesus' name, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Well, I'm going to just jump right into the word. Uh, Of course, the praise team is is out tonight, so we're just starting uh, directly with that, and uh, thank you for understanding that. I'm going to turn to Joshua chapter 1, and beginning at verse 1, directing your attention there. Verse 1, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites and under the the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do all according to the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong. And of good courage be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the lord thy god is with thee whithersoever thou goest amen and for just a few minutes of your time tonight i want to teach on this subject called to be courageous amen called to be courageous i know we prayed Over, uh, of course, the body of Christ for healing, but I want to pray again over the Word in Jesus' name. Father, let the living Word preach the written Word tonight. Make my tongue the pen of a ready writer and inscribe your Word upon our hearts. Open our understanding that we may comprehend the Scripture. Cause every hindrance to be rebuked and cast out, and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We pray all of this in the majestic, marvelous, and magnificent name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen! hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't he wonderful? Now, since you're not here tonight to say amen, you can put a hands-up emoji or a pumping fist emoji or a thumbs-up or a heart. Amen. We do have a couple here helping to uh, run uh, everything and, and kind of be at least one or two faces. So, But uh, otherwise, you know, put those thumbs up. Amen. And put those hearts out on the YouTube channel. Amen. Hallelujah. As we embark on 2022 and accept the call of God, we must remember God has given us a shift, not a season. And what Joshua was facing as he prepared to lead God's people was also a shift, not a season. I believe in part Joshua was called to lead God's people because of something he had done many years before the death of Moses. I believe that people don't just wake up and all of a sudden become used by God. I think there is a process to it. For example, David didn't attack Goliath until he first had fought off a bear and a lion. I think there is a process, and we see that with Joshua. In Exodus chapter 17, we learn and see that he led and fought others, uh, led Others to fight with him. <clears throat> Excuse me. In Exodus 24, the Bible says Joshua served Moses and Israel willingly. In Exodus 33, the Bible says Joshua prayed and lingered in God's presence even after Moses had left the tabernacle. And in Numbers 14, verse 6, Joshua along with Caleb were the only two of the 12 spies who believed God's word and the promise had been, that had been given to them. So we see here a recipe for revival. Will you answer God's call to earnestly contend for the faith? Amen. Will you serve God and His church willingly? Will you pray, lingering in His presence? Will you believe God's word unwaveringly despite what others say or do, even if the majority disagrees? You may never lead an entire nation as Joshua did, but the things he did before God elevated him are timeless and relevant to all believers today. Amen. On the eve of of entering the promised land, God speaks to Joshua and calls him to courageously step out in faith. I want to point out something. If you have your Bibles, go back to verse 9 for just a minute. Excuse me. He says, Have not I commanded thee be strong? He doesn't say feel strong. Tells him something to do. Be strong, whether you feel like it or not. And of good courage. Notice the next part. Be not afraid. In other words, don't be afraid. He didn't say don't feel afraid or don't feel fear. He said be not afraid. In other words, don't give in to it. Notice again. Neither be thou dismayed. Don't be dismayed. He didn't say don't feel dismayed. Can I tell you that if we operate on feelings... We'll never operate in faith. We have to learn to operate in faith, not in fear, and not in feelings. Amen. And this is what God is telling him. And by the way, this is the third time in this nine-verse passage that he has told him to be strong and courageous. Amen. For just a few minutes here, I want to walk through a few things that God showed me on what it means to be called to be Courageous. The first part is, is in verses 1 and 2, and I'm simply just subtitling this, Now therefore arise, go. And that's actually the words you see in verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go. Amen. Moses has died. He served God's purpose. But can I tell you that the law will never take you into your promised land? Moses represented the law, but Joshua represented a a new dimension, a shift. The law won't bring you, it'll bring you to the Jordan, but it will not bring you into the promised land. Joshua has come off of the mountain with Moses. Every time they've come off the mountain together, but this time, amen, Moses is buried by God. Everyone has seen Joshua. In fact, earlier, Moses has empowered Joshua to lead while he was still alive. But this time when Joshua comes off the mountain, he's not joined by Moses. God has taken him. He now comes down and has a timely word from God, and that word is, now therefore arise, go. Amen. And and just as Joshua responded immediately to the Word of God. The expectation from God was His prompt obedience. Can I tell you, when God tells us to move, we need to move. When God tells us to pray, we need to pray. When God tells us to shout, we need to shout. When God tells us to give, we need to give. When God calls us, we need to answer. Amen. The shift that God has given the Church of Omaha is a now, therefore, arise, go word from God. It's not time to have a committee meeting and discuss about it. It's not time for paralysis of analysis. It's time for commitment and obedience to God's word. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not watching anyway here, but I'm, I'm hoping that I'm seeing some thumbs up and some pump some fists online here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Moses served a purpose, praise God, but God's plan was now a new season, excuse me, a new shift. He had served for a season, he had served a purpose, but now a shift was happening. Let, Let me just point out a couple of things that mark this shift. When Moses led the people, and they marched around for 40 years in the wilderness, The ark was in the middle, and you had some people out front and on the sides and in the back. That's how they marched. The ark was in the middle. The ark represented the manifest presence of God. But when Joshua led the people, you can read this in Joshua, I believe it's chapter 6, God told him, put the ark out front, 2,000 cubits in front of everybody, and you follow what the ark does. You follow where the ark goes. So there was a a difference. It was no longer going to be in the middle. It was now going to be out front leading the way. When Moses spied out the land, he sent in 12 spies, one per each tribe. But when Joshua sent in spies, he only sent in two. There was a shift happening. There was something going on. When when Moses uh, uh, was spoke to from God, it was a burning bush that was not consumed and the voice of the Lord speaking to him. But Joshua actually saw a theophany, an angelic presence, a physical presence of Almighty God called the captain of the host of the Lord. There was a shift taking place. It wasn't going to be like it had been before. In fact, God even told them, God even told Joshua to tell them, you've not passed this way heretofore. Can I tell you that the shift that God has given TCOO, we've not been there before. We've not passed through those waters before. We've not experienced it before. Not even me. It's something new for me as your Joshua, but we're going to experience it together. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. I say to TCOO tonight, welcome to God's new normal. Welcome to a shift, not a season. Amen? Then God tells Joshua to walk and claim your promise. In verses 3 and 4, he says, verse 3 specifically, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon. That have I given unto you, as I said to Moses. This prophecy, this promise to Joshua was not just also to Moses. It extends all the way back to Abraham and the Abrahamic covenant that he was told everywhere you walk, I'll give to you. Well, the Bible lets us know that we are heirs of God and sons of Abraham in Galatians. Therefore, that promise extends to us. You know what I feel in the Holy Ghost? I feel like we need to start walking in faith and believing that everywhere we place our feet, when we walk through our apartment complex, through our neighborhoods, through the grocery store, around the the QT or the gas station or whatever, amen, wherever we're walking in the mall, you name it, I believe we need to start walking with an authority, with an understanding that everywhere we walk, we're bringing the peace of God, the power of God, the things of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. This covenant of walking in your promise and claiming it is a perpetual covenant that extends to the church. And just as Joshua and the children of Israel would walk and possess their promise, so we can walk and claim our promises too. Prayer and fasting Began on January uh, 7th, excuse me, and as we uh, continue this prayer and fasting for the next 21 days, I challenge you, walk as much as you can. I know it's going to be cold. I know we got snow coming Friday, but walk as much as you can. If not, drive and believe in prayer. Let me just say this real quick. The, the first three days of a fasting campaign gets us to a place where our spirits are now subject and submitted to God. The next three days aligns us with God. After that, the re, in, in a 21-day fasting, the remaining 15 days is where we walk in authority and dominion. Amen. Walk into that grocery store. Walk into that pharmacy. Walk into your job if you're going to work. Amen. If you're working from home, walk around the neighborhood. Amen. Get up and, and, and put on some you know, earmuffs, whatever you got to do, and walk in faith and believe that God is touching Those neighbors, amen. Has anybody got unsaved loved ones? Uh, Amen. Walk around your home and begin to pray for them. Amen. I don't even, I don't care if they don't live with you anymore. I don't care if it's if it's a mom or a or a, a loved one somewhere else. Amen. Walk around and pray. If they do live in that place, walk in their bedroom and pray. Walk through your home praying, claiming your promise. And I want you to remember this: the devil is a liar. And an imitator. He only can speak to you from your past. But God, who is the truth, who is the creator, speaks to you from your potential. Therefore, when you're praying during this fast, speak to your potential. Speak prophetically into your future. Amen. Declare and decree it is settled. We are in a shift, not a season. The reason that we can pray and speak prophetically, walking and claiming our promise, is because God is our strength. Amen. God is our strength. Praise the Lord. Joshua 1.5 There shall not any man be able to stand before Thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses so I will be with thee I will not fail thee nor forsake thee listen everything I've said up to this point the the faith building of praying walking all of that fasting it's not operating in our authority It's not operating in the name of TCOO, uh, you know, UPCI or anything. It's operating in the one saving name of Jesus Christ and the authority of his word. Our name is, um, is, is impotent. His name is omnipotent. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Joshua was encouraged that God is immutable. And just as God had protected and provided for Moses, so also he was going to do the same for Joshua. I want you to read the first part of that verse again with me. It says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Now what this means is they won't prosper, they won't succeed stand before thee means that they'll fight but they won't win (laughs) well somebody needs to remember that the bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper it does not say a weapon won't be formed against you it just says when a weapon is formed against you it will not prosper Somebody needs to understand that although it may seem like the enemy has the upper hand, it only seems that way. Hallelujah. Your Goliath might be shouting in a valley right now, but I've come to prophesy to you that your victory awaits you in your valley. Oh, hallelujah. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, I want you to read with me again in this verse, Joshua 1, 5. Read with me the last part of this verse. Verse. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. We know from the scripture, Titus 1:2, God cannot lie. We know from Zephaniah 3:5, God cannot fail. And we know from 2 Timothy 2:13, God cannot deny himself. When you're up, God will not fail you or forsake you. When you're down, God will not fail you or forsake you amen remind yourself tonight that god is with you calling you to be courageous in and through his strength amen remind the enemy that wants to lie to you steal kill and destroy you that you are not alone that your strength comes from the one true god who has never lost a battle Amen. Welcome to God's new normal. It's a shift, not a season. Hallelujah. We're not here to take sides. We're here to take over. It's a shift, not a season. Praise God. Praise God. Joshua 1, 6 and 7 and verse 9. I want to bring out. These are the three places where God tells uh, Joshua to be strong and courageous. Three times, verse 6, be strong and of good courage. Verse 7, only be thou strong and very courageous. Verse 9, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Three times God tells him to be strong and courageous, not to feel strong. Can I, can I just pause here and tell you, there's going to be times you don't feel strong. I mean, times you're going to feel tired, worked all day, labored. When, when we fast and pray, our bodies do get a little bit weak at times. But he didn't say feel strong and courageous. He said be strong and courageous. In verse 6, when he tells him, he says the land will be possessed and you'll give it as an inheritance. That's a promise from God. In verse 7, he says God's strength and victory will lead to obedience. And in verse 8, God will be with them perpetually. Or excuse me, verse 9. And then... So we know if we'll do, if we'll be strong and courageous, God will do these other things. Hallelujah. I believe God has not just called us, but I believe we've answered. I believe we're walking in his strength, his courage, and his anointing. Again, we're in a shift, not a season. In verses 7 and 8, there's something I want to bring out to you, what it means to be called to be courageous. Verse 7, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. Now, the law here, of course, at this time is the law of Moses. It's the Ten Commandments. It's what we know as the law laid out in, in Uh, Through Deuteronomy and so forth. But prophetically, and and what we can extrapolate from this in our dispensation, in our time of grace, in our time of, of being in the New Testament, is we could do all according to the Word. So you could substitute law for Word. So that thou mayest observe to do according to all the Word, the Word of God. Then he says, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. I thought about that today, and and, and it dawned on me, you know, we should neither become massively right-wing or massively left-wing, so to speak. I think that could be one interpretation we could look at that. Don't become so hard-nosed over here, but don't become so weak and liberal over here. There's strike that balance in the middle. Be in the middle of that highway the highway of holiness in Isaiah 35 has ditches on both sides right and left if you stay in the middle of that highway I had somebody say to me well why would you drive down the middle of the highway well it's a one way highway (laughs) it's not a two way highway so I'm going to drive down the middle of it I'm going to avoid both ditches right and left so I think that can fit there but the, the probably the most accurate explanation of this is don't get distracted to either side Okay, Right now, I'm, I'm looking directly at the camera. I'm looking directly at you that are looking at me watching this in your homes and wherever tonight. Now, in my peripheral, I can see the chairs, the walls, and a couple of the people that are here. I can even see my Bible and my iPad down here. If I were to begin to walk closer to the camera and climb up on a ladder and look right directly into the eye of that camera, everything else I've just described, would I could not see it. I could only see the lens of that camera. And, I, and that's how you can understand it. Don't be distracted by looking to the right, and now I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Or looking to the left, and now I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Stay focused on God. Amen? Verse number 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. The book of the law, again, the book of the word. I'm so grateful that people are reading the word of God this year. I'm so grateful that many of you are joining on the chronological reading. Some of you are just reading in general, but but the word of God is something we need to be into every day. It should be in our mouths. And he's saying here, the book of the law, the book of the word shall not depart out of thy mouth. Boy, I hope God says that of me. I never want the word to depart from me. I want to meditate in it day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, This is the end of part of verse 8. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Does anybody want to be prosperous and have success? Then do the Word. Read the Word. Study the Word. Live the Word. Obey the Word. It's right there. You know, we live in a world that's becoming more and more wicked every day. The Bible talks about this. But as as our teaching pastor, Jeremy Cole, taught last week, God stands with those who take a stand for Him. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We are called to be courageous. We are called to experience God's new normal. We we had turned God's church into a noun, but God has turned it back into a verb. I really believe in Jesus' name that we have answered God's call. Welcome to God's new normal. God employs his church for evangelism, not activism. If we're going to touch this world, if we're going to reach this world, it's not going to be through activism, it's going to be through evangelism. God equips his church for revival, not survival. I saw something the other day and I reposted it. The book of Revelation wasn't written so that we could build bomb shelters in our backyard. It was built so we could build bitter tables and invite our neighbors over and tell them about Jesus. Jesus. God equips his church for revival, not survival. And God empowers his church with faith, not fear. That's his new normal. God's new normal will include people being saved, baptized, healed, and delivered daily, not just Sundays and Wednesdays. Tim and Vonda, you're watching tonight. What happened to your home a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night will be the rule, not the exception. And I believe other homes, other children, other people, I believe neighbors will come over and watch on a night like tonight and they'll want the Holy Ghost and they'll get it. And they'll call and want to be baptized. Amen. Connor, you're probably watching tonight too, hopefully. Hopefully. You might want to start filling out some of them under holy influence cards because we're in a new normal with God. (laughs) Praise God. I want God's success. I want God's prospering. I'm not gauging success on the world's model. I'm gauging it on God's model. And God has told me to come to tell you tonight that you're called to be courageous because we're in a shift, not a season, and welcome to God's new normal. Amen. I'm going to ask you to join with me in prayer as I close this out tonight. And, And as we pray, I want you to pray that God would empower you to be courageous. Lord Jesus... When you spoke to Joshua, you didn't tell him to feel courageous. You told him to be courageous. Father, I pray tonight.